Hello and welcome to a very special once-in-a-lifetime exclusive to your streaming platform episode of the movie podcast. How are you guys doing? How are you guys doing? This is I'm I'm I sound very calm right now, but inside I am internally screaming, I promise you. Uh I'm doing well. This is again, we just recorded a couple of days ago, so this is we don't always do uh, a midweek show. And I think we always kind of said, yeah, the only time we'll ever kind of break the re- the weekly rule if, if like something major drops. Something earth shattering. Earth shattering. And I think this constitutes as that. This has always been that thing that we said that if this news ever dropped, we would record right away. And lo and behold, it has dropped. Anthony, how are you doing? Good. I'm very good. Um, beautiful day outside. Beautiful news inside <laughs> what um, but yeah whenever we have these you know surprise and delights and we definitely need a surprise and delight for 2020 oh um, yeah we always promise that we get it out there right away so yeah this was a special day for the uh, justice league community i'm sure i heard daniel like grab like a horn and just blow into it and we all assembled pretty much right away That's- i'll be i'll be honest once this news dropped i panicked so much sending it to our group chat like i literally it was one of those moments where like like i was just kind of like shaking the sense of like okay i have to make sure i'm set okay it, am i sending this to daniel uh to shay and anthony or am I, <laughs> who am i sending this to i can't even talk about it it's I just because daniel- go ahead no no go ahead go ahead I was going to say, like, am I just sending this to myself? Who am I sending this to? Like, you kind of just forgot. I forgot how to use my phone yeah. when that think, news dropped. I think you broke quarantine. I was, about, I was going to say, you broke quarantine. <laughs> you almost like, ran to our houses and slapped us in the face. Yeah, he was hugging people uh, on the way there. <laughs> All my neighbors are like, what's happening? I'm like, the Snyder cut. They're like, what? <laughs> Who? Who gave you a cut? <laughs> <laughs> Who's that Snyder? Is this the new virus, Snyder? <laughs> Snyder nineteen. Um, <laughs> oh God! But Shay, tell us, tell us what's going on, Shay. Tell, course, tell the fine people listening. Of course. So again, this is a very special episode, and it's just going to be focusing on one specific topic, and that is Zack Snyder. Today, today is May twentieth, twenty twenty. Wow, five twenty twenty here. Twenty or more uh, has announced officially during his live stream of Man of Steel, a film that he also directed, that the I guess mythical Zack Snyder the Snyder Cut is now real, and as always rumored, HBO Max will be getting it. So I mean, we have talked at lengths, at absolute lengths, about this mysterious cut and does it exist how much of it exists what's happening with it is it now that wb is launching their own service is it going to premiere on there so as of right now all these boxes are being checked and to kind of get into a bit more officially let us jump into the news of it <laughs> it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. A lot of honestly, I think what anymore. we, I think what we just did was we signal that the Titanic is about to sink. Is what it sounded like. I think so. Yeah. Or somebody who knows like Morse code is really funny. <laughs> what we just said. They're like, how dare they? What uh, did you just say to me? <laughs> so Zack Snyder's director's cut of Justice League to world premiere exclusively 
on the streamer HBO Max in 2021. This is the HBO Max media release. So after global passionate fan fan calls to action and the hashtag release the Snyder Cut movement, HBO Max and Warner Bros. Pictures announced today that it will exclusively world premiere Zack Snyder's director's cut of the Warner Brothers Pictures DC feature film Justice League in 2021. So Snyder surprised fans did the news this morning during a live online commentary of his film Man of Steel with Henry Cavill. Hashtag release the Snyder cut first became a passionate rallying social media cry among fans in 2017 and has not let up. So from countless press articles and hundreds and thousands of social media mentions, uh, it became a powerful global movement among cinephiles and comic book fans. So this is a quote from Snyder here saying, I want to thank HBO Max and Warner Brothers for this brave gesture of supporting artists and allowing their true visions to be realized. Also, a special thank you to all of those involved in the Snyder Cut movement for making this a reality, said Snyder. Since I got here 14 months ago, the chant to release the Snyder Cut has been a daily drumbeat in our (laughs) offices and inboxes. Well, the fans have asked and we are thrilled to finally deliver. At the end of the day, it really is all about them. And we are beyond excited to be able to release Zack's ultimate vision for this film in 2021. This could never have happened if it weren't for the hard work and combined efforts of the teams at HBO Max and Warner Bros. Pictures, said Robert Greenbaum. Blatt, a chairman of Warner Media Entertainment and direct to consumer. Oh my gosh! So should, much to should, unpack. It. Should we, um, for our audience who don't know the backstory to this whole scenario, should we kind of give them the cold notes of why this is such a big? Please, um, yeah. Please go right ahead. I I, I, I would say I don't. I don't want to. I don't mean to talk i don't know much about it but i would say maybe one of you guys who has a little bit more knowledge about it daniel you want to go ahead yeah sure so back let's rewind the clocks here 2013 Zack snyder gets the call to direct or Zack snyder's man of steel comes out it gets i would say mixed reception at its release but warner brothers is all in at this point uh, up to this point, Warner Brothers has been totally focused on Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy and really have, didn't experiment in any other superhero films other than films like Green Lantern, which we don't talk about, and no, no, of no. course, Jonah Hex and just movies that we don't discuss anymore in modern times. Um, so come 2013, Man of Steel releases, and it's supposed to be the introduction of this new DC universe of films kind of spearheading a cinematic universe for DC, who now has to play catch-up on five years because the Avengers had just come out the year prior. Man of Steel comes out, and Zack Snyder decides, hey, we're going to do a sequel, Warner Brothers is on board, and they come out with Batman versus Superman. And that movie in itself has already kind of has its own myths myth behind it of it being vilely hated by a lot of people and and unabashedly loved by another group of people and i would say it's really with batman versus superman where you start to have that divide of like snyder fans and toxic snyder fans and toxic people who vilely hate the movie and there, there's a lot of different sides to it but come to when justice league comes out warner brothers gets cold feet because of how the how the reception to Batman vs Superman 
was. They basically say, hey, you know what? It looks like fans and critics didn't like this, so now let's try and lighten it up a little bit. So Zach does have to respond to that, even though I guess he did have his kind of arcs in mind. Um, and he they shoot it. He shoots the movie that he wants, supposedly. Um, and then come March or April of 2017, so uh, this movie was supposed to come out in November of 2017, months now, just months before its release, um, tragedy strikes Snyder's family. Um, his daughter um, sadly uh, passes away due to suicide, and he steps away, and Joss Whedon, of course, of Avengers fame and Marvel fame, steps in to complete the edit of the movie from what we are told at the time. So Joss Whedon is kind of brought on just to serve as an a person to kind of oversee the editing, but also decides to do a bunch of reshoots and now have to bring this movie that Snyder shot that was clearly hours long and trim it down to literally be something that's under two hours. So the movie that we get in theaters come November is critically liked a little bit more, but the Snyder fans and the fans who were really loving uh, Snyder's take on this DC universe kind of felt abandoned because it didn't bring forward or kind of stay true to what the story was going into this movie. And the people who already kind of didn't like this universe were just kind of just lukewarm about it saying, yeah, it's, it's funnier. It's more, uh, maybe a bit more colorful, but it's still not going to convince you at this point to kind of buy into this universe. And that's when it all kind of started bubbling to the top of Zack Snyder. Was he, did he leave or was he removed? Did he have his own alternate take? And then we kind of found out that like junkie XL, who was a composer left because he was stepping away to, and Danny Elfman was brought in and then kind of piece by piece. Once the movie was released, we are seeing a bunch of these subreddits pop up and these tweet threads come out saying, look at the difference between the trailer and the release of the film. Look at the difference between this plot point and this plot point and this behind the scene picture and this behind the scene picture. So literally it became this scavenger hunt almost of finding out what the hell was this movie before we actually saw it in theaters. And for us, like we saw it, we had the excitement of watching a justice league movie for the first time, but we were also let down to the sense of like, wow, like that just wasn't, it didn't feel like a cohesive movie. It felt mm. like a tale of two directors, which is sadly something we've been seeing a lot in the last couple of years with blockbuster movies. But um, it really became this kind of battle cry for a lot of people online and for good and for bad. We saw the good side of it where we would see kind of groups of people come together and pay for um, billboards to kind of raise awareness of suicide prevention awareness and donate insiders foundation and things like that, which is awesome. But we'd also have the people who anytime Warner Brothers posted anything online would just kind of comment bomb them saying, hey, we where's the Snyder cut? Where's the Snyder cut? So there's a lot of there's two sides to it. So this is a victory for sure of of Zack Snyder's creative original vision, but it's also sadly a victory or seen as a victory for the toxic fanboys who have been or fanboys and girls who have been rallying to get this movie released. And now people are kind of excited about it, but also they see it as a side of like. Well, they just gave in to this these this loud bunch of people on the internet. So it's it's a very 
convoluted history. So thanks for indulging me talking about this the last few minutes. But um, at the end of the day, I'm seeing this as a victory for Zack Snyder first and foremost. Yeah, I know. I, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. There, there's so much to unpackage also from what you said. And I mean, uh, we've again, we've talked, talked about this at length, but there, the battle cry for the Snyder cut was it, it turned into comedy itself when we had people like, you know, Ryan Reynolds chiming in and it just became this thing of, Oh, okay. Well, yeah, this is probably not going to happen now because when celebrities are getting involved, it's probably just a joke at this point. And again, Zack Snyder on his social media platform, Vero just kept posting pictures of these are the reels. This is this, this is that these are shots from the film. Now it's been long enough that, you know, we've been removed from this area, but the, outcry for the film has still been so extreme and you're absolutely right it brought up the worst in people and the best i i will never understand personally i'll never understand hating something so much like like a film or a song or any, any type of media that you go out of your way to make other people not enjoy it or you go out of your way to not let other people watch it I'll never understand yeah, and, that personally. And, and, that, and that's the thing, right? Like you could – like we kind of say this on the show all the time. You're, it's more than fine. Let's, I love criticizing stuff when we want to talk about stuff. Critique is a part of arts. 100%. But when, you, when it comes down to being vile about something and just kind of just spewing venom towards something and then trying to take down other people who like that, mm. I don't get it. Like I don't see where, where there's a spot for this. And you know, seeing people excited about this today is amazing, but you're also seeing the side of the internet where it's like – oh, I can't wait for this movie to be even worse than the original one, so it will shut you guys up. It's like, there's no need for that. Yeah, like, and if you didn't if you didn't like up. Justice League in 2017, and if you didn't like Zack Snyder before, this movie is going to change that. Like, It's yeah. not going to change your opinion on this entire universe. Maybe it will for the better. <laughs> but like, if you're, if you're already kind of set in your ways of being negative and vile about something, you're just going to look at this as more ammunition for you. So... And Zach's not making it for that reason. He's not releasing it to, to, you know, convince the naysayers. He's releasing it for the fans. He's releasing it for his own vision to finally be out there. And to kind of go deeper into that, I'm going to jump into this next story here from our good boy, Boris Kitt. You know, the one and only Hollywood reporter. And what he talks about here is, the, the headline is, it'll be an entirely, entirely new thing. Zack Snyder's $20 million plus Justice League cut plans are revealed. So HBO Max will debut the project in 2021, possibly in a four-hour director's cut or in six TV-style chapters. As the Helmer- oh, my God. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. As the Helmer gets, ga- gets the gang um, back together with the original post-production crew to score – cut and finished visual effects in the time since its release something unusual happened a growing movement of fans rallied by the hashtag of release the standard cut called oblige uh agitated petition i mean they bought what Times square uh billboards they had a chartered plane that flew over Comic-Con. <laughs> so i mean at the end of the day some of the most beautiful things have also happened from the standard cut from what i recall um they did use a lot of the money that they received to go towards, I think, a lot of the charities that Zach um, gives to as well. Am I correct yes. about that? Yeah. Yeah, with the, with the suicide prevention awareness. Correct. Um, a lot of those foundations that they donated a lot of funds to for that. Yeah. So, so that's I mean, also the great side we're that's, seeing. That's it. the great side. And a lot of the actors like Gal Gadot, uh, Ben Affleck, uh, Ray Fisher, even um, – wow, sorry, Jason Momoa. He 
they've all been talking about this Snyder cut and they've all been saying, we can't wait for you guys to see it or we hope one day for you guys to see it. So uh, it's currently unclear right now in what form the movie's going to be. Uh, I, again, right now it's almost a four hour director cut. If they're going to split it or not, like they, that we talked about one source is pegged that the effort is going to be about a $20 million range. Although other sources are saying it's closer to 30 months. So let's just say mid twenties, I think is a safe place to be at. And uh, Snyder has so the Snyders, aka him and his wife Deborah, they put together a presentation back in early February and invited a select group of executives from Warner Bros, HBO Max, and DC to their house in Pasadena to screen Zach's little scene version that was shown in black and white. The number of executives um, in the room, uh, there were more than a dozen attendants, ranging from Warner's, uh, Emmerich, uh, Emmerich, uh, Carolyn Blackwood, and Walter Hamada to HBO Max's Kevin Riley, Sarah Aubrey, and Sandra Doby to DC's Jim Lee was there. So heads of the physical production and business affairs were there to assess what needed to be done and how much it would cost. At his presentation after the screening, Snyder outlined ideas for not releasing the cut, but the concept of episodes and cliffhangers. Um, Anthony, you seem to have a pretty good understanding of, of budgets and figures for, for films. What do you think this budget sounds like? I was um, I was connecting with a close friend of mine who is a uh, visual effects artist named uh, Michael Masuda, and he's worked on quite a bit of projects um, that you might have seen, like Fifth Wave or Power Rangers, and recently The Mandalorian. And he was telling me that you know twenty to thirty million dollar budget is a good budget for for rebuild or reshoots of VFX, um, not too high but not too low. Um, it all depends on the vendor who would be facilitating these uh, VFX um, constructions and what is currently already done and completed. So what VFX has already kind of been shelved and just waiting there for mm-hmm. for, for Snyder to, to use. Mm-hmm. So he said that TV vendors or TV VFX artists are different than film artists because they, they're smaller teams compared to bigger teams because of bigger budgets and, and shorter periods of time where they have to get these movies completed. Right. So um, it all depends. And right now it's, it's, there's not a lot of information. And again, we only know as of today what this budget might look like. Right. Uh, But he said it's a decent amount, which is yeah. great. It seems like a good amount of padding to kind of add on to a film that had a $300 million budget, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and when you think about, too, that like a lot of the a lot of the effects, I feel like were done to a certain extent. So maybe that's just kind of in a vault somewhere that they could pull from and kind of work on from that way. Um, there's a lot of uh, scenes I know, too, that's, Joss Whedon had to shoot, so I'm just curious now, is Zach going to use anything that Joss shot from, like, mm. after he left the project? Is he going to reshoot things? I don't think um, so. It, you but know, I, so, like, I, there's, I a lo- there's a lot of questions there, you know? So, like, there's a lot of unknowns that, like, hey, maybe, like, I know they're going to get people for, like, ADR and stuff like that, but I wonder if they're going to get, actually, people shooting anything, or if they even bother doing that at this point. Maybe they shot everything they needed to. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think that they did. I truly think they did. I also think that the film was in a pretty good spot that you could kind of just pick up where you left off. Now, 
if we're getting six chapters or two films, that's a that's going to be an interesting thing. And I know we have a question that I, I'm going to read in a few minutes here, or not just a question, should I say, but it's more of a, a lengthy essay that we received in the mailbag. <laughs> that, uh, a manifesto. A manifesto. I believe, <laughs> I believe I was told to read this out loud. Um, so I'll, I'll get to that in just a minute here. But I just want to kind of talk about this. This is big news. This is huge. I really want to kind of dive into it. Um, this whole showing it in black and white, do you guys think that this is the route that they're going to go or are we assuming full color? I think, uh, I think once it releases, it will be in color, but maybe down the road they'll be like, Oh, and now watching them black and white. Cause I could almost picture them having that extra, like, marketing push that beat mm-hmm. of like oh now it's available in the black and chrome edition like uh, mad max mad or max something it, right um Did or they could just give you the option black and white i don't know I actually if 300 and, I let's find out i'll find out envisioning for that. 300 in black and white but maybe i'm just it's a dream that i had <laughs> well they're not know. that i'm I seeing just, i'm not definitely seeing some scenes that are in black and white but um overall i think it's just color yeah, yeah. but like guys like how do you feel about this though? Like what, what is your kind of own personal take like feelings right now of, that this is happening? The Zack Snyder cut of justice league is being released. Um, me personally, I'm excited for it. It's something that people have been wanting for so long and, you know, watching the, the, the justice league movie that did come out um, and how it wasn't the same tone and, was such a mishmash of different vibes and sequences and, and looks it, it didn't really feel like a completed movie. I, I I'm, I'm to this day, I'm still surprised that uh, executives allowed this film to come out because it was just not a good movie. Like <laughs> you can clearly, uh, as in the, the original, as, as in the, the original, original one. Yeah. yeah. You know, how much did it make? 90 million, 90 million in total. It's open. It's opening, opening weekend. weekend. It made ninety million. Yeah, I think total made like six hundred and around fifty. I think around in the box office. Yeah, which is try. crazy to think like Doctor Strange made like more money than a Justice League movie did. Like that just like that like blows my brain every time I think about that. Um, and like Batman vs Superman made more money than it too. And it's just it's yeah. just a crazy. Suicide it's crazy. And I oh, liked God. Batman versus Superman, Z- uh, Zack Snyder's cut of it, like that mm-hmm. three hour and a half long film, which mm-hmm. it felt more completed, even though it was a long movie. It right. felt like this was the path that he wanted to continue with the Justice League. It just felt natural. So watching the Justice League that came out, it just it just wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, having having this opportunity to watch it, I actually wouldn't mind a black and white because you know, director's cuts usually are black and white. Like in the comics, when they do a director's cut comic, it's usually a black and white version of the same comic that came out, you know, a couple of months or years ago. So it's a it's a pretty cool take that he might be just trying to appease to comic lovers. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for a black suit Superman. I'm excited oh, for man. Darkseed and Green Lantern. Like who the hell plays Green Lantern? Martian Manhunter. So these, yeah. these are some of the things that we will see in this film. And I wouldn't mind a six story arc, like make it like the last dance, make it Zack Snyder's <laughs> last dance. 
It's going to be the Justice League and Michael Jordan taking on Steppenwolf. Yo, I'm just telling you, Steppenwolf insulted MJ, and then MJ's like, okay, I got it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's like, yeah, no so like one day, he's like, okay, we'll see you tomorrow. And then he started, <laughs> yeah. he, he hit 68 with, you know, 10 rebounds. and kind of <laughs> just, Black Jesus just comes right into that moment. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah man, I'm excited. Like, who wouldn't be excited? Something to like look forward to too, because right now this is the only good news that's really has happened in 2020 mm. in terms of film. Other than I think, yeah, I don't know what else has happened in film in the past three, four months. Nothing. Nothing. I think when when we look at the best movie news that has come out this year, this has been the best movie news that has come out this year. Mm. Like I can't I can't think of another story in the sense of like good news. Yes. Um, that has come out. And, and just like re- unreal news. Yeah. Like I'm looking at like, um, like I'm looking at Reddit right now in terms of like the top news stories this year. And most of them are just like, oh, <laughs> this movie's delayed. This movie's delayed. This movie gets pushed. And like, it's been a year full of that news. So even though this movie's still probably another year and change away, it just makes me so happy to know that this thing, this myth of the Snyder Cut is happening. Because, you know, like, I love Batman. I love Superman. I love the Batman vs. Superman movie, Ultimate Cut. I really do enjoy that movie. And they're my two favorite heroes of all time. So to finally see a movie that, again, at the end of the day, I don't know if it's going to be a good movie. But I know it's going to at least be a completed vision that Zach had. So that's, that's where I'm putting my faith in that is that he has a vision. I just want to see it's completed vision. Is it going to win everybody over? Hell no, but I at least will have, and we'll have a vision of his movie. That is one that he wanted to make from the start. And even though it's coming at the time of its release, will be four years late. Hopefully it'll be worth the wait. I think, I think for me that the biggest um, takeaway that I'm having from this is, I, I love Ben Affleck as Batman. I absolutely do. And I and I feel he didn't get his due with Justice League because, again, those reshoots were so obvious. He clearly didn't look like he wanted to be there. And now we're getting the fun, you know, Justice League that Ben's talked about, that he just talked about not too long ago, actually. He kept saying, you know, I had a great time shooting that film. And, you know, yes, I had some moments. But overall, he he knows that the whatever uh, Zach shot – is gold and I can't wait to see that version of it come out. And it's great because next year we're pretty much getting two Batman movies in a way, the way I look at it, we're getting Matt Reeves. I mean, pending any delays with the coronavirus happening and now we're getting this justice league cut. So I, I've, I've said it many times before here on the podcast that I, I loved Batman versus Superman, the ultimate cut. I think that, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of, what i enjoy about watching movies and people can hate it and every time i say that people like just oh you you don't know movies and i'm like go fuck yourself like that's really all i can say <laughs> to you because oh, okay. i mean that's just my opinion like i i can i can like films i mean those same people that say that probably like shit too so it's okay everyone can enjoy whatever they want and i really enjoy those movies i did not like suicide squad i'll be very blunt about that it's i didn't enjoy that film again i think there's some good in there but the dcu is very troubling there's a lot in there that you know maybe doesn't mesh well with general audiences, but the audiences that do love it, those are some 
really fun people. They really want to get out there and they want to watch the movies that they want to watch. They don't want to watch the same thing that Marvel's pushing out and that's okay. Again, I also never understand the the feud that needs to happen. Like, why can't we just all watch superhero films? Why can't we just watch comic book movies? Why do they have to be the same? And yes, and that's the thing. one might be better than the other in terms of quality, I, it's, I get it. Like, it's, it's just weird. Yeah, but that's the thing. People see Marvel being a success as a failure of DC, and it doesn't have to be that. Marvel succeeding is only proving to audiences that and proving to the world that superhero movies are selling, and they're popular, and people like them. So hopefully now that this will be an excuse for DC to be like, hey, you know what? Like They already announced a few weeks ago what their next couple years is going to look like. But hopefully now they'll be able to maybe course correct a little bit with this Justice League movie. Because I'll be honest, after watching the Joss Whedon cut in 2017, everything that came after that, even though I enjoyed Aquaman, I I loved Wonder Woman. Shazam. and Shazam. It always kind of was like that that kind of weird feeling in my stomach. I'm like, oh yeah, but this is the same universe as this Justice League movie. Like, you know, it like it felt always like kind of wasting your time in a way. Not like not exactly not fully. No, it did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like mm-hmm. it, it's just mm-hmm. like, why am I investing in this anymore? It feels yeah. like tainted a little bit. Mm-hmm. But like now it's just like, oh, if they're gonna course correct it, so now these movies are gonna be in a proper universe. I don't know what's gonna happen with Ben Affleck as Batman. He's he's still done for sure. Yes. But who knows how they're going to wrap this up in this movie? Like they may, there may be like a, a big change that we never saw coming. Like, I'm curious how different is this going to be? Obviously it's almost double twice the length of it, but it's like, I'm just curious how much of a different story did we really miss out on from in 2017? What, from what I was reading, um, Zach was saying that what we saw of justice league is only about a quarter of what he has. So that's that's really that's really nothing, and I and I believe that because when you watch Justice League, a lot of it looks like I mean you're trying to fit whatever they shot into two hours on the dot. That a is just awful management. Like how are you supposed to do that when the rest of the films that have come before you have been much longer, and now you're having all these different characters, some of which are we're seeing for the first time really. You, you can't do that. So that film, and, and no no disrespect to Danny Elfman, but. His score also, I, why? Like, none of that made sense. So I hope that they go back to Junkie XL and, you know, utilize him and maybe he picks up his score that he left off on or maybe they just use whatever he had. Or if they grab somebody new, cool, that's even better. But yeah. Can I throw, can I throw some disrespect at Danny Elfman? (laughs) You may, you may, you may. may. Honestly, like, this is the thing. Like, music was my first love growing up. I love listening to scores. The Man of Steel, the Man of Steel score, and Batman vs Superman score are some of the best orchestral oh. scores that we have gotten in the last ten years uh, in any movie. Mm-hmm. Um, what Hans Zimmer did and what and uh, Tom Holkenberger slash Junkie XL did with those films is absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Danny Elfman kind of came in and was like, "Nah, let me use my recycled themes, <laughs> not only from the Batman movie of the eighties and kind of repurposing John Williams theme, which had never had a place in this new universe because Hans Zimmer said he didn't want to just rely on the nostalgia of a character. He wanted to build a score around this Superman. Right. Uh, and then he, there's a, so many themes in the Danny Elfman Justice League score that are literally just repurposed versions of his Spider-Man score, yes. of his Avengers Age of Ultron score. And I mean, you don't have to look too far. 
even in the Marvel side, Danny Elfman never came back to score anything else for Marvel in the MCU after Josh after Joss brought him on Avengers Age of Ultron. They went back to Alan Silvestri on the mm-hmm. on on Endgame which, and on Infinity which was War. The best decision they could have done which are amazing scores. I literally just bought those scores on vinyl because they're so good. And I don't even give a shit about vinyl, but <laughs> I had to keep, I had to get those scores cause I love them so much, yeah. but that's the thing. Like they did such amazing work with the score. And I I'm really hoping that it hasn't been confirmed. He said he's bringing back the original crew for this movie. Right. I'm really hoping that includes the original composer, which would have been junkie XL. So fingers Matt, crossed for that because we need the, we need that score. We, they even had it in the trailer. Yeah, and like, I know Jack know, he's been he was he was pretty much in that in that recording studio making the sound like making the um the the track for it and then right. suddenly he just yeah he's not no longer part of it. I have I his uh I have his statement. Who's Junkie? Junkie's X Junkie XL's statement. I have a statement for when he left Justice League. Okay. So literally he dropped they he dropped out of this movie september 5th that's two months before the release of this movie oh my god um so junkie said as as my mentor hans zimmer told me you haven't made it in hollywood as a composer until you get replaced on a project so i guess i finally graduated this week said junkie xl real name tom holkenberg via twitter it pains me to leave the project but a big thanks to zach for asking me to be part of his vision and i wish danny joss and warner brothers all the best with justice league and that's what he said with that. And I'm hoping he's going to come back because, oh man, the score, the themes that he made with Hans for what came before were just so amazing. I, you know what? I, I totally agree again. Um, I'm, I'm really hoping, and I, again, you're absolutely right. There is disrespect to Danny Elfman. I was trying to be nice about it, then, <laughs> but honestly, like, fuck him for what he said because when he was all like oh there's no other score other than my batman score it's like yeah really dude i mean i think there are batman score sounds like the simpsons score it sounds like yeah. any other <laughs> score he's ever made yeah beetlejuice to uh fucking anything with tim burton you know yeah anything with tim burton yeah but again very talented composer pipe. but like come on man like I get you. You came in with like two or three months left before this movie came out, but like, mm-hmm. just don't, just don't come in and then start saying you're the shit. Like, relax. Like, respect what came before as well. Exactly. In a sense, and not just repurpose it. Like, do something new with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I, 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 I absolutely agree with you. Um, let me jump into our little mailbag here. Okay, so we've got we've got a lot that kind of came in here from fan of the show and good friend of the show as well. And I'm sure he is the man that started release the Snyder Cut as well. Um, <laughs> Ollie writes in saying, and this is long, so I'm going to try my best to to get through it. Okay. <sighs> just <clears throat> deep breath, deep breath, deep breath. It's uh, he didn't put any periods. No, I'm just kidding. He did. <laughs> uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League is happening, and I couldn't be more happier. These uh, there are very few movies that we come across that we count days down to and minutes to something to look forward to more than anything. For me, it was Avatar in two thousand nine, Interstellar in twenty thirteen, Batman vs Superman in twenty sixteen, and Tenet right now in twenty twenty. But I shall add this mythical movie to the list, which is now more real than ever before. 
2021, Zack Snyder's Justice League will be released, and we all will have a blast and a half. Going to watch Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman back-to-back on the same day before I start and finish this trilogy that us DC fans have been wanting and wanting. Cannot believe it's actually happening. I personally would want it a full, uncut, 3 hours and 45 minute movie, but hearing it might be an episodic thing too, breaking it into 4 episodes, which I think they're saying around maybe 6, being 1 hour each, I don't mind either. What do you guys prefer? So let's answer that question first. So what do you guys prefer here? I I would like it episodic. I think it creates more of a... Uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Like a very like novel esque, comic esque. Um, yeah, like a comic series, line, right? Rather yeah. than just here's everything and then the end. Like it it just psychs you up to continue appreciating and wanting more and looking forward to something every week, rather mm-hmm. than have everything just given to you right at that moment. Yes, I'm. I'll be honest. Like I'm down for it to be episodic too. Like this is the thing. Like if you just come out with a, a really long movie then that's telling people who don't give a shit about it that they're not going to even attempt when they see that four-hour stamp on it. Mm -hmm. But if you're giving to them in one-hour increments every week until it's all released, that's building the hype, that's keeping you in that media cycle every single week, and it's a smaller investment every week to get people to watch it. So, um, And and, and as a fan, it kind of leaves me excited being like, oh, I wonder what's going to be different now. Like, this first episode was so different from what we got in theaters. I'm really curious to see what this is going to look like in episode two or episode three and see how kind of how those battles are are broken up and just change like i i think the episodic thing sounds really cool me being like the the collector i'm like oh i want to i want to own this i want to have this in one set i'm sure there'll be an option to play all and it'll play all in one big movie but an episodic thing would be really cool and i'm down for that mm-hmm. how about you shay um honestly in my mind i'm tossing back and forth between okay i want I want a movie. I want a film. I want something that is in, in one sitting, I can just do it. But a lot of me is like kind of uh, greedy in the fact, the fact that I want more. So why not give me as much as you can? And if that's six episodes, four episodes, whatever, I'll take it. As long as the quality still feels like I'm watching a movie. And right. I, you're absolutely right, Daniel. When you look at movies that have such long run times, you know, they don't necessarily draw the audiences, especially from home. We have an Irishman that proves it pretty much right there. I don't know a single person other than maybe us three. Actually, Anthony, did you finish it yet? I have never watched it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I think if it was episodic, I would. I think it, I think it would just allow me to build upon the storyline rather than try to go through a three and a half hour movie. Exactly. Yeah. Like and here. Yeah. yeah, and Josh, uh, Josh, friend of the show as well, who's also um, who makes the our theme song at the beginning and end he same way too. Like he enjoyed the Irishman for what it was, but he just would have way preferred uh, an episodic thing. We were just talking about this this week. And I think it would be really cool to see what justice league looks like. Is that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you look at the Watchmen that just came out, um, the TV series on HBO, it was episodic and it was structured like a movie and it worked so well. Like mm-hmm. it was probably one of the best shows on TV. Yes. I easily. Twenty twenty? Twenty nineteen, twenty twenty? It ended Oh my gosh. Yeah, it ended last year. Yeah. Yeah. So that there's a great example of a comic book storyline that's very big being episodic. 
and working. Don't worry about yeah. the actors and what you like. Just just go with the flow. I think they have an opportunity here to try something different. They have nothing to lose. They're bringing back a movie that's like literally was a mythology at this point. Um, <laughs> yeah, and making it different. Like, yeah. I think it, it would build upon re- rebranding um, DC and Warner Brothers when it comes to the you know the universe. So. I think it'll be a, a shining example. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Absolutely agree. Uh, all right, let me continue on with his um, chapter one of his. Oh, uh, I, thought you, I thought you were done. No, no, no. There's, <laughs> there's, there's six more paragraphs, and then I'll be done. Okay. Uh, okay. How are you guys dealing with the haters that are already out bashing this cut? I mean, come on, man. Why would anyone just want to ruin the fun and excitement? Maybe they are Marvel fanboys. I don't know. Although I can say that I myself am a DC fanboy and actually was blinded by the theatrical release. He doesn't mean literally, by the way. No one came up to him and blinded him. But he was blinded no. by the theatrical release and he praised it as well. I'm glad that on my second and fifth viewing of that horrific trash, I realized that I'm just being a fanboy and need to actually open my eyes and mind. Um, so we kind of talked about this already where we said, um, you know, why go out there and bash something? If it's not for you, just shut your mouth and don't watch it. Uh, going on Twitter and saying like, all oh, you people that want to watch the Zeg Snyder cut, eat a dick. Like, this, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, just you sound, you kind of sound upset about something that has nothing to affect you. I just, yeah, it, it literally, it's not your tax dollars that are going towards the film. I, I yeah. don't think it is. I mean, it's just, at the end of the day, these are just movies. These are just comic book characters. They mean a lot to us. People are going to get upset, and they feel possessive about them. But, like, you don't need to, again, you don't need to be negative. And even, like, what Ali said, like, the people criticizing it, they're not just Marvel fanboys. I mean, there's this you're just toxic fanboys i don't yeah. i consider myself a hardcore marvel fan i think the three of us are yeah but like we're not going out and just painting the town red on how much we hate a certain movie mm-hmm. or how much we didn't like this movie or this movie like that's not there's no place for that and there's yeah. no there's no not, need for that exactly that. i would not call them marvel fanboys i would just call them toxic fanboys or just toxic pieces of shit no just just talks pieces of shit because if you were true, f- real fans wouldn't do that, you know? Yeah, just go out there, be happy for people that, hey, DC is getting what they wanted. Yeah, and, th- and that's yeah. at the end of the day. And I think exactly what Anthony said too. Hopefully, this will be like a kind of a, rejuveni- a rejuvenization for DC in the sense of like, hey, let's, let's really course correct. And it's, it's kind of crazy to think that, like, hey, they're getting a second stab at this movie. I wonder if this will ever. I wonder if this will catch on with any other movies. I mean, we've seen this in the music industry with artists going back and kind of updating things they didn't like and Kanye, you know, West. Kanye West updating a verse or a beat or something for better or for worse. But, you know, now they're kind of looking at this in the lens of like, you know what? We have a chance to really fix a piece of property that we own as I'm speaking as Warner Brothers now. Mm-hmm. And let's make it something that we could celebrate rather than any time they ever tweet anything even if it's not related to justice league or superheroes or dc comics they'll get bombarded by people asking for this movie Mm -hmm. so literally this is going to be a big load off the social media teams back as well too because now they can actually tweet about this with excitement rather than people in the comments and replies with their bitch force you know i remember Mm -hmm. you and anthony were also talking about how this is before we started recording how zach is probably going to go back to this film with with fresh eyes 
And he'll probably look at it in the sense of, okay, I know what fans hated. I know how everything was received. I know what's kind right. of happening here. I have all this footage, all this time now until I can release it. Do you guys think that this is going to be something that is what he already had envisioned? Or is it is it going to be changing ever so much? Um, I, I, I personally think he he's going to look at it completely different. He mm-hmm. does have new eyes. Like when you as a filmmaker or an artist can go back to something that you created and retool it and restructure it, you're going to bring in a whole nother level of vision that you didn't see when you were actually shooting it and directing it. It's going to give him the opportunity to revisit and maybe cut things out, maybe add things in um, mm. that he didn't, see at that time now it's a different it's three years uh into the future so who knows what i was saying cg like what cg looks like at that point compared to what it looks like now um maybe scenes that he didn't want to utilize now he'll utilize Mm -hmm. so there's as a as a filmmaker i think this gives you a, a second chance of making this movie something more yeah I'm I'm in the exact same boat as you, Anthony. I think like even with us as creatives, we'll we'll make something, we'll make a social media post, we'll make a video for the for our Instagram and then look at it the next day and be like, no, I don't like this. So I can only imagine a big budget movie now that he's gonna be able to totally retool now that Warner Brothers is actually in his corner supporting him. Mm-hmm. Um I imagine what it's gonna look like. And it's yeah. funny, you know, you know, like I'm looking at for for the like I've almost had like this kind of like as a DC fan the last couple of years, especially in 2017, you almost had like this like little bit of shame inside of you. Anytime I, I had a justice league poster on my wall or I had anything of like of, of these, of this universe, because like you knew it wasn't where it should have been. And I'm just so excited that he's going to be able to kind of tackle this again and really look at what works in this movie and try and give us a coherent movie. Is this going to be, full of Zack Snyder-isms, 100% it's going to be, but I'm hoping that as a whole, it comes together and tells a really good story. And looking at the ultimate cut of Batman vs. Superman, we spoke a couple weeks ago about how much we enjoy that movie, and I, I, Shay and I watched it, and I was like, yeah, I, I had a couple of gripes watching it this time around, but that was me seeing it in the lens of what followed it. And now we're in a place that, I'm just so excited to see what they create with this because almost, I love the Justice League. It's almost like a clean slate, but not really. And, and I agree with you, Daniel, because when we watched it that our last time, a lot of our gripes weren't so much with the movie itself, but it was about the those threads that weren't being tied and the right. road not being finished. And we were like, oh, well, what's the point of this scene now? Because it doesn't fucking matter. And now it's kind of like, okay, okay. Now I bet if I go watch Batman vs. Superman again, the ultimate cut... I'm going to be giddy as hell. I feel like I'm yeah. going to be watching it like, oh my God, oh my God, mm-hmm. they're going to get an answer to this. We're going to find out this. We're going to see this. So I, I, I want to wrap <laughs> I want to wrap up uh, Ali's statement. I'm not done yet. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not done yet. <laughs> no worries. Um, but he says, I realize that me being a fanboy is and I went with open eyes in mind. You guys should do top Zach movies on your upcoming episodes. I'm assuming he means Zack Snyder and not just people named Zach. 
Um, because well, we could do both. We could, we do, could both. do both. You know, Zach Efron. I love um, him in Seventeen again. I thought he was really funny. I thought he was really good in other films as well. I can't think of him right now. Um, <laughs> one of my all-time favorite directors, but he's never given the love that he deserves. Even a movie as basic as Dawn of the Dead is abs- is mind-blowingly amazing, better than the original. And I thought that back in two thousand four, coming out of the theater, and I didn't even, know, didn't even know who Zach S was back then. So Zach S, I'm going to assume again is Zach Snyder and not maybe like a friend that he went with. Um, well, I never called him, well, call him Zach S. I've, I've just been like Snyder, you know? But anyways. Ali is obviously clearly friends with him because he just has a bunch of different nicknames I for him. I am that he honestly going to tell you there. right now, Ali is the guy who started uh, Lisa <laughs> Snyder cut. Like, he's the man behind it. I remember. I did you guys so. sign the petition? I remember signing the petition. I changed that yeah, yeah. one? Yeah, 100%. Why not? Uh, yeah, it meant nothing, but it, it's fun. It's just fun to be <laughs> part of that. Did it, did it mean nothing, though, Daniel? Did it mean nothing? I mean, I don't know where we are now. I mean, when you <laughs> sign petitions for dumb stuff, like, <laughs> yeah, but like, this wasn't dumb. This meant something to us, man. <laughs> so you guys should really talk about his movies and his vision and camera angles he uses. They're very iconic. I know you guys didn't ask, and he hasn't directed many movies, but my top Zach S movies are. Number five, 300. Number four, Dawn of the Dead. Number three, Watchmen. Number two, Man of Steel. And number one, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. So happy JL is coming, and you never know. It might be his best work yet. 2021 can't come soon enough. Looking forward to your episode. All right, now chapter- We just got to- uh, <laughs> <laughs> We just got to survive- 2020 now i mean that's the biggest that's hurdle right now is surviving yeah we have to survive 2020 first before this movie comes out Zack snyder that i can say is like out of all the comic book movies you've you've probably seen and watched he is the closest to to the comic look that you can get on screen like Zack mm-hmm. snyder's he's a cinematography director. and directing well, we'll say cinematography and look and aesthetic is the closest thing you'll get to a comic book. It's like yes. to this day, like I can't, I can watch a Marvel movie, I can watch Avengers. It is not as close as watching Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. It just knows no. how to make a comic book into a movie mm-hmm. visually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, visually, eh, yeah. maybe not, but visually, like the 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 tone, the color correction, the palette, the structure, the movements. It is the closest thing to what I envision when I read a comic book. And I know because yeah. I I'm a, I collect comic books. Like <laughs> I know what these things are. I'm not just pulling this out of my ass or I this is I how I not. feel. This is like exactly <laughs> I'm pulling things out of my ass all the time. I just pulled the- a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> oh god what are you pennywise zach snyder, zach snyder balloon uh but yeah man that's a, that's um that's like that's one thing i could say about zach snyder that no other director not even marvel now joe russo whoever directed all those other <laughs> I, I don't know what name you were gonna give and you gave an actual name i thought you were gonna make yeah, like, really? like joe russo and i'm like whoa that's a real guy <laughs> joe, they just can't joe get it who is that <laughs> but see, they, they're great at storytelling that Zack Snyder is yes. not great at yet. Yes. Maybe. Yeah, I, but I, visually, visually uh, Snyder is in a, really in a league in his own, especially when you pair him off with just brilliant cinematographers like we had in Batman vs. Superman, like Larry Fong and people like that. It's just crazy. Like, I, mean, I, still, I think Larry's been his, his pretty much his frequent collaborator, right? Yeah, for uh, for a couple of his movies now, right? So Yeah, except Man of Steel, I don't think he did, right? No, he did not. Yeah, but so, yeah, Shay, what's... 
even Sucker Punch, yep. Yes. Like, look at it. Visually, it's phenomenal. It's like it's a good movie to look at. Yes. Not a great story, I, I've, never, I still, I've like, still never seen it. Maybe I'll watch that tonight. And we'll t- I'll report back on our next episode on Sunday. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's again, and, and I agree with your saying, Anthony. He is, I think, right now, one of the best visual directors. He makes whatever on screen look like a piece of art. And I, I look back at the, the fight sequences in, in Man of Steel and I get excited every time I watch them because they're not just straight out of a comic book. They're like out of a video game and they're unrivaled still to the sort of fight sequences I've seen in other films. When, when Superman's punching and throwing and the, the uh, Faye, Faye L, what was her name again? Uh, Feora. Feora. When she's fighting with him, it's one of the coolest moments. It's just yeah. boom, 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 boom. We're moving left to and right. It- yeah, especially because that world that he created is such a grounded and reality world. When you see them fight, it feels they feel like super beings mm-hmm. where it's, it's a little bit different because the Marvel world, although it's based in like it's grounded, it's not as super grounded as like right. the Snyder or like the Nolan verse of movies have been. So when you see a super being uh, fight, like you feel it, you feel that impact. And I think Snyder like really highlighted that. I agree. Um, yeah. Uh, Watchmen is especially mm-hmm. like the director's cut, the ultimate cut of Watchmen. There's a there's a a through line going on here with all of his director's cuts being better movies. Yeah. Um, I think if the studios just kind of let him make his own thing, I think Dawn yeah. of the Dead is probably one of his best in terms of story writing and you know direction. Yeah. And that's also I think was written by James Gunn. Yeah, it was. I adore Watchmen. I am yeah. a huge Watchmen fan. I adore the movie. I adore the, all the versions of the movie. Mm-hmm. I love the comic book and I love the show. Um, so when I saw his version of it, I thought it was amazing. The only, the only, not even gripe that I had, the ending is changed, but that's because he wanted to make something that felt more believable, that pins kind of the, I guess the make kind of make, Dr. Manhattan, the villain a bit more, um, which when you're watching the show, because the show is a direct sequel to the graphic novel, that's the only thing that like, Oh, what big squid monster. That's literally the only big yeah. difference. It's not a movie. Other than that, it's like page for page, like the graphic novel. So mm-hmm. um, I adore Watchmen yeah. and obviously man of steel and Batman for Superman. So, and I, I remember when, when 300 came out, the hype around that film, I, I think I was just under 18 when that film came out. Yes, I was. And I went to go see it and I was carded. And the person that was working there, um, actually was a friend of mine from high school. And I'm like, are you seriously going to card me right now? Uh, and then eventually, like after I guess their manager left, they let me go in to see it. And that was such a visual treat. I remember watching 300 and just being like, this is, crazy sparta oh never mind sparta because you're like this is i'm like sparta oh yeah that would that would have been the moment that would have been my moment to do it but yeah it was um, crazy i think that th- those those shots again those action sequences the way he uses visual elements amazing man yeah i'm surprised we haven't gotten 304k yet i'm surprised because yeah. it's I, I feel like it's been the one of those movies that's like it always gets released to the newest format mm-hmm but yeah, no, no 4K yet. Nothing yet. I'm pretty sure Zach yeah. is going to work on one after he's done all of this. Probably. Um, it's funny because like he was in an interview. They were asked, kind of asking him, saying like, "Yeah, like, is this always kind of been the plan?" He's like, "No." He's like, he thought that 
this is Zack Snyder saying like he thought that in 30 years somebody was going to make a documentary about the Snyder cut <laughs> and then he said he would have given them footage to use in 30 years or something so the fact that it's happening now um, it's, amazing. it's amazing and again it, since we started the show it's kind of been like I feel like every few weeks we've had like a new rumor or a new uh, like treasure hunts to find like oh th- this person said this and this and this mm-hmm. and like now it's out there it's confirmed so warner brothers is just like leave us alone it's happening you yeah, know what now, i hope they do i hope what? they document like the whole the whole structure yeah the whole experience like where you know do a documentary every episode like 30 minute an hour yeah. about this whole experience and how they got everything up and running i um, hope and like That's what they've idea. added and what they had to work on and all that. I think it would be a, a really cool documentary because again, there's so myth, so much mythology behind this Zack Snyder cut that it, I would like to know what he felt and like how he got there and, and mm-hmm. his, his thought process. And, you know, Zack went through a lot, like his daughter committed suicide. So there's, there's a, there's a toll that takes on you as a human being, like to even come back and, want to make this movie there's there's so much to to tell so i would look for i want to look for i would like a you know documentary behind of, the scenes of this the last dance yeah. style documentary on this you know yeah. the last snyder cut um yeah and and I'm, I'm totally with you i'd love to see that um the fact that he's coming back to this is a huge deal because you know, for a long time, we thought he was 100% done with Warner Brothers in DC. You know, he's making a movie at Netflix that's coming out this year, I want to say, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe next year. Um, I thought he was 100% going to move on, but maybe this is opening the door for him to to work with Warner Brothers again or to work with DC again in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe DC looks at this and, and kind of realizes, hey, let's put a big budget into an episodic series for a character because by doing that you're kind of alleviating a lot of problems where you don't have to worry about staying within a two-hour story you could tell a longer story over time and then because it's episodic you're also eliminating the need to have a new movie every single year of that character or every two years you could tell a 10-hour story and then revisit it again another season or in two seasons like or two years from there and tell other characters' story. Like I'm hoping DC sees this and be and realizes, hey, we can almost just like Anthony said, tell stories like they're comic book issues, and just mm-hmm. kind of have twelve issues, twelve episodes, and tell a longer, more cohesive story that really gives depth to all the characters involved. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. if? Now I don't know. There might be some reshoots that they need to do. But what if they get Ben Affleck to just put on the suit? One more time. He says, to, he literally says to Ben Affleck, one last ride. Ben Affleck, <laughs> ben Affleck looks at him. And he we says, together. <laughs> we died together. Bad boy. Batman, Batman for life. Batman, Batman for life. Yeah, Batman, for, Batman forever. <laughs> oh, no. And then Jim Carrey and walks the whole, like, you son of a bitch. And then they, <laughs> oh, my God. They do the whole muscle thing. So it's it's a bunch of different films that are occurring here. So we got obviously we got Predator, we've got Commando, we've got everything going on. Val Kilmer standing there, Furious Seven. And this yeah. is a portal opens up and just everybody walks out of it. You know, yeah. What if, uh, what if they, standing there with George Clooney? I wouldn't be surprised, Anthony. I'm being totally serious with you. 
if Zach reaches out to Ben and be like, Ben, listen, I need you for a voiceover to do this, or I need you to get in the suit so I could record you doing this. I don't think Ben would say no. I honestly, I honestly don't think Ben will say no. To I don't that. think so either. I so think I know he's the chance of it. Right. And especially if it gives Ben's arc more closure for him to kind of say goodbye. Cause like maybe there's some type of, there's some type of uh flashpoint part that's expanded on in this movie now. Oh and boy. Who knows? Like they, they could do that now. They could kind of write themselves out of a corner of recasting their Batman by doing this. Who knows? Now I know there is, they, they mentioned one of the features is Cavill being in a black Superman costume. Uh-huh. I don't know if they filmed that. I would suspect there would be pictures online somewhere of him in a black Superman costume. I don't know if they, there was. Yeah, Zach, Zach Snyder posted it on Vero. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, shoots, that shoots down my uh, that 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 <laughs> idea. What was it going to be? I want to hear. It. Oh no, getting getting him to like show up again and actually shoot him in a black Superman costume. But they should shoot his face again without the mustache. Now that he can shoot it. <laughs> Honestly, like they'll just they'll just like yeah. I feel like uh, Henry Cavill is going to be the one who may has to do a couple reshoots to maybe shoot some extra scenes or for them to scan his face again and just get honestly that opening scene in Justice League is so terrible. Oh I can't God. get over how bad it is where Superman starts talking about yeah my you know hope flows like a river like what the fuck are you talking about Superman. Yeah. What do you, no that, one ever said that to you. Like it's so dumb. That and the whole like robbery scene with um, I always forget the actress name from Mindhunter. I mean, like yeah. that would have been a great moment for Batman reveal. But what the hell? Like it, it yeah. clearly was so Whedon. It didn't also, make any sense. Commissioner Gordon. I remember oh, like, Commissioner Gordon a lot getting, more. like getting jacked for that role. There's no way this guy's like. <laughs> Getting Jack to wear a trench coat and like, <laughs> shoot one scene to turn on the the, the bat signal. That's yeah. it. Me a break. There oh, must be more. Yeah. This guy's an Oscar-winning actor. You're just gonna fucking give him. I, fa- I found it funny though that uh, during the live stream when you know Henry Cavill showed up. First of all, he's still very jacked. He's still very ripped. Um, so I don't think him getting back into shape, that's me using air quotes, uh, is going to be <laughs> an issue for any reshoots. He needs to get in less shape, actually. Yeah. I just thought it was funny that he he showed up with a mustache on, and I'm like, come on, like read the room. <laughs> Man, you're going to show up with a mustache. You know Zach hates mustaches now. Like He's totally <laughs> done with it. Oh, probably Joss hates mustaches. I mean, <laughs> Zach's totally okay with them. Zach's like, you know um, what? Honestly, I always wanted Clark to have a mustache. Yeah. No, but like it's it's funny. Like, uh, like I think about that. Like, yeah, like, like I wonder how different is this movie going to be because there's so many things in it that are clearly Joss Whedon. Some work, some really don't. But that opening sequence of like those op- clearly, this is the thing too that bothers me. It's like when you're watching like a, a cartoon, like an animated movie or, or show, and it's clearly adults putting pretending to be kids talking. And like these kids like have a phone and they're like, yeah, this is for my podcast. I'm like, you sound like a 50 year old woman doing a kid's voice. And like, why are you filming this? If it's going on your podcast, that's clearly not going to be a good audio feed. No, like it's just, it's just like, it's just such like little dumb things that open up the, the movie. And then it just changes the whole feel of it. Oh man. I'm just, I can't wait to see. I just want to see it now. I know we've got, we've got some time to go. Uh, but but let's let's start to wrap up here. Unless you guys have any more questions, I'm going to throw out a trivia. Unless you guys have anything to add, 
no, I just realized we've been talking about this for an hour. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Clearly, a lot to talk about with this one. Yeah, mm-hmm. Anthony, what about yourself? Anything you want to add? No. Because we, we will be talking about this more and more as more information comes out. I mean, everything just kind of came out today. I'm sure in the next coming weeks, we'll find out more information. And then when that trailer drops or whatever we get, oh, buddy, is the world going to go insane? <laughs> oh, 100%. So my trivia question, um, it's very similar to Anthony's question of last time. Oh, God. Um, who? What country singer, okay, watched Batman vs. Superman – Three times in theaters. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, That's it's Chris Stapleton, clearly. Chris Stapleton. No, um, it's, it might be a bit of an easy one, or, or it might not be. But I won't give any multiple choice because that might make it too easy. Sure. Um, question is, Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman, how much time in the movie world are they apart? How far apart are they in the movie world? Ooh. So, Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know this one? Yeah. Yes, of course I do. You know how many times I watched an introduction to Batman vs Superman, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> like you want an exact number? I mean, I wouldn't ask for the incorrect number. <laughs> I want the number that they gave us in the movie. I don't like how long Anthony's taking. I feel like he's typing. I'm trying to think because I remember like it takes place right after. So I don't know if I can. It's it's a flashback sequence. So it's very confusing. The film film in general, like the actual film, not the flashback sequence, which takes place during Man of Steel. But I don't know. One year? year? Is that that your final answer? Well, I don't know. You didn't give me any choices. So I could literally say 300 (laughs) years or one year. One year and two months and. Okay, I'm not like Daniel. I don't freaking. I don't have like a. Uh, what do they call it? Fucking psych- good memory. <laughs> yeah, you sound like you don't have a memory. Is that what you want to say? Uh, <laughs> All right, Daniel, if you want to go ahead and let us know. Uh, Eighteen months. Eighteen months is correct. Yeah. That was close. That's a tough question, eight, though. Eight, that was tough. That was uh, off. You're, you're close, though. Anthony. You're very far. <laughs> yeah, I don't like this number two that he has now because that's Am I hosting on Sunday? You are hosting on Sunday for Buddy, Monday's episode. You, wait till you hear my question. You're going to oh need my an encyclopedia from the year 1900s, okay? Because that's where I'm going to go. <laughs> Why, Why, man? Because I'm going to just. I'm, no one's going to get In, this answer. Who was the In first person to buy a <laughs> Who was the first person to buy a ticket for a movie? And where are oh they now? <laughs> where is their? Where grade? are they buried? Yeah. And what? And how many inches are they down in the ground? What is their favorite flower that grows on their tomb? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I don't know. And what seat number at the Mississauga Cineplex did Daniel sit in to watch Justice League in 2017? Oh, that was a J13, I think. You got it. You got it. You would have won. You would have. You would have gotten on board. I'm going to give myself a point for that anyways. But uh, again, thank you guys for joining us for this, you know, 
sandwiched middle of the week episode here. Um, again, you know, we, we release the episode every Monday unless earth shattering news happens. I can't think of anything else that's going to happen. I think this was the bar that we had set for ourselves. As this was literally the bar we this said. Is where like, we were like, okay, if this ever happens, then we're dropping a, a midweek episode. But again, yeah. I can't think of anything else unless, unless the trailer drops. I think that's the next bar, maybe. Yeah. Um, if Spider Man leaves the MCU again <laughs> <laughs> or something like that happens, of course. Uh, but of course, you can head over to this time with com slash talk and send us in your questions your comments do you agree with this do you are you excited for the snyder cut of batman versus i'm sorry of justice league are you a toxic fanboy let us know send us your address we'll throw a brick through a window i don't know i don't care send us a long essay like, <laughs> like our friend ali did here you know he he really went off and that passion really shows that we have a fan out there who couldn't wait for this film and look they're getting what they wanted and it came at almost nobody getting hurt i hope i hope no one at warner brothers was beaten up over this so again head on over to this time with.com slash talk find an episode of the movie podcast available on all streaming services that are available out there and that was this time with movie podcast and we'll see you next